what's going on everybody i'm els and i'm lizzie and welcome to whose child are you oh welcome back hi yes or welcome back so we're literally just going to jump straight into our opening prayer. I don't want to say anything too much before we get into it. Mm. So, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for bringing us all together on this podcast once again. We thank you for what you've done, for what you're about to do. We bless your name, Lord God. We thank you for the healing that is going to take place, Lord God. And as we speak, may we speak with wisdom and compassion and understanding, Lord God. We give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And our scripture of the week is coming from... First Peter 3 verse 7, likewise ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, give honour unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. And the word of the Lord is already blessed. So before we go into our topic, I'm going to give you guys a little background. Yeah. When I first, one of the first moments where I knew I found my podcast host um was after we had agreed that we were going to do it because we agreed that we we're going to do it like maybe six or seven months ago right yes and this happened in july so one of the re- the days we were both mom and i were coming home from work we were in the car and i was telling mom about this this foolishness that this guy was doing mm. and to, to my good sis to my good sis and um we got into a very like i feel like a good discussion that day in the car and I was like, dang, I wish like we could start the podcast now because we could touch on this now. Like this would be a great um, topic to touch on. And um, it so happens that this story has made a um, a runaround. It's come right back into the like the news headlines. Yeah, back right back into the headlines. But certain things that mom and I discussed uh, because of this whole event was like, you know what? I really have found my podcast host. We provide two very different, you know, perspectives and um, the wisdom that mom was even giving me through that situation. Uh, it, it was it was a great conversation. I was like, yeah, this, this, definitely, this is definitely my co-host, period. But anyway, so the story that we are talking about is Kiki Palmer and her baby father, Darius Jackson. Listen, Kiki Palmer's close to my heart. That's rem- my girl. I remember when she did Aquila and the Bee. And I think that was one of the first movies that we showed at home to everyone from church. Mm. Everyone from church was in our living room, room. And we watched Aquila and the Bee. And we watched it after we had um, a fellowship dinner. Yeah. So she, you know, from th- from those days, I've loved her. I've watched her grow. Um, do I agree with everything in her life? No, but I've watched her grow. And I, I just love her. I love her personality. Yeah. She's like, she's very, um, not, I don't think extroverted is the right word, but I'm going to use it in the sense she's very outgoing. She's very bubbly. Mm. You know, her smile is very contagious. Yes. Like, Kiki Palmer has been my girl for times because... True Jackson, you don't know that about True Jackson. True Jackson is more from my era. Sorry, it's you okay, get you get Aquila in the V, but I get True Jackson VP. Um, True Jackson VP. I mean, she went in Joyful Noise, that movie with Queen Latifah. Mm. Um, even she just like what people don't realize, she's making headlines now for her like mainstream work, but she has been a staple in black households for. For years. years yes so now she's just getting the notoriety she was just uh well i believe she was emmy nominated don't quote me on that but she just was in nope by jordan peele which was last year mm. and you know she was getting critical acclaim for that you know for different roles that she has you know she's just started she just hosted snl when she announced her pregnancy last mm. year and it's like she was been overdue she should have been hosting snl when she was like 15 16 because of <laughs> how how like long her career spans yeah um, but yeah, so Kiki Palmer is very close to both our hearts. So hearing this story in the the headlines um, was quite heartbreaking uh, about what what she has gone through in the over the past two years. So going back to July, um, just to give you guys, if you don't know what is going on with Kiki Palmer, you don't, you may not know who Kiki Palmer is. I think we've given you a good summary on who she is. So um, back in July, uh, Kiki Palmer went out in las vegas to a usher concert Mm. during his residency in las vegas um and you know usher does a bit where he sings the song there goes my baby but usually there's like a place where like the celebrities sit like you know the expensive seats Mm -hmm. and so he can like he can access those seats and usually he'll have a celebrity like sing the song with him not in like a rehearsed manner but he Mm. just kind of gives them the mic while Mm -hmm. he's like so during that time, during that part of the show, he went up to Kiki Palmer 
and um you know she sang the song with him and was hugging him and whatnot um and you know people are there like it's a concert phones were out and so a like a video was posted of her singing singing that song and you know now I don't, I don't even think it made waves like that in like the twitter streets mm. but then her baby father because she had just given birth maybe i think she gave birth in like february and this it's was july the baby's about eight months now, yeah the baby's eight months now so she had just given birth so her baby's father whose name is darius jackson um tweeted it and said i can like i can literally because i was so heated about this i can tell you what the tweet said from my mind he <laughs> said it's the outfit though dot 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 you not like the word y-o-u he just put you he said you a mom yeah y'all and, and all a lot of okay here's the thing a lot of black women saw the red flags in that tweet alone no i um i i took the perspective from that that he was very immature mm-hmm. you couldn't wait till she got home right to say babes darling you know that the outfit i don't think was very appropriate um you know or you didn't see her before she left to say something that was a red flag right um, there and to put your business like that i i know that's the way that it's done in this day, day and age no things are things are hashed out on social media i know well a lot of things are hashed out on social media but that is one of the things that you if it's between you and your you know the people in the country say your missus even though you're not married your missus go ahead keep keep it in your house keep it indoors um behind you know, closed doors uh, it, that wasn't really necessary and i feel he did that to embarrass or belittle her exactly and it because so she is the main breadwinner in this situation. Mm. He doesn't. I believe he's a writer for TV, but Kiki Palmer makes extremely like there's a gap, a big gap between how much she makes and how much he makes. Mm. So a lot of people were like, "Look, like, tuh, she's your meal ticket, bro. Why you why you doing this on the internet? She <laughs> is your meal ticket, and like, it's just to like it's come from a place of insecurity. I think because he can't mm. belittle her in the sense of I pay the bills around here, I do this around here, I put food on the table. Cause you don't. He was like, you know what? Let me go on social media and show myself mm. in a, in a way that is going to be embarrassing to her, embarrassing to her brand. Because Kiki Palmer in her, in of her in and of herself is a person, yes, but she is a brand. Mm. So she had like she I know her. It was a PR nightmare trying mm. to pick that up. Mm. It, and then this is the person and this was one of the things we discussed in the car this is the person she chose to pre- procreate with mm. and not even we sometimes we can't even say chose it could have been you know an accident whatever mm. but um this is the person that she has procreated with now she is forever linked to, to this person exactly and so i'm like you know through that conversation i made the statement like you have to be careful who you procreate with you have to be careful who you allow and we've said this before who you allow in who you like trust in that sense because trusting someone with quite literally your legacy your bloodline now Mm. it is linked to this person and and this whole time you know skipping forward to now he was abusing her Mm. and um you have to understand that part of abuse is control Mm. so he was trying to control her through um that post yeah and um to now learn that i mean i ellie and i um discussed in a lot of detail the the post and how i totally disagreed with that course of action um but i think it's great that we're discussing it now rather than having discussed it then because now we're more clued in to domestic violence, yeah. having read Andrew Love's book. Exactly, yeah. Um, it gives us a whole different spin on understanding the mindset of the woman in the relationship yes. or the, the victim, victim in the, in the relationship. relationship. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm you know, really grateful that we ha- now have that insight to look at it from that perspective. Mm. Um, in July, it's like... I w- would have been saying things along the lines of why did why are you with this person right um not understanding what was happening behind closed doors and a lot of times and I you know, when you were growing up a lot of times I've said to you it's not what you what you see is not always what the case actually is yeah and in the case of Kiki Palmer you know you see her out there hosting shows hosting the Saturday night live smiling 
on red carpets, you know, and you're like, oh, I want this life, but but you don't know, you don't know what she's going through behind closed doors. Yeah. Um, and that's why you know, as a ch- when you were much younger, I always say what God has for you is for you. Yeah. Don't always uh, or don't be jealous of what someone else has because you don't know how they got it and how they're keeping it. Exactly. Um, and you know, you use the word heartbreaking, and for such a beautiful young girl to be going through this it does touch me you know she could be my child Mm. she could be my daughter and a lot of times with this domestic abuse we don't take it seriously enough and people lose their lives yeah yeah and we just like oh it's a lover's tiff or it's not it Mm. it can end in someone losing their life and another person spending their their life in jail Mm -hmm. Mm so I mean, for going back to like the in the initial situation back in July when mm. she um, when he posted that, um, a lot of black women were like, no, like they were seeing the red flags, like this is narcissistic behavior, mm. the type of behavior it is, and a lot of like, I'm sorry to say, but a lot of black men were like, no, like he's right, like she's a mom, she shouldn't be doing that, and you know her even her brand is like female empowerment and that can be a whole nother like episode, a whole nother discussion for another time. The fact of the matter is whether or not you agreed with what she's wearing, it's something that should be done in closed doors. Mm. The fact that she did it online and tried to control her, it was a signal. And a lot of people, people who have been abused, people who, you know, work with people that have gone through domestic violence. They're like, no, 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 this is a red flag because it, it, it shows that he's trying to control. And then it goes back to the, the, um, the topic of insecurity mm. like he's insecure in and of himself that he had to go and, and show himself on the internet to the point where he doubled down in, in a later tweet like in another tweet he doubled down he was like oh i run like how i run my family is this 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 and that and like you know what you do with yours is your business but this is my business so like, then you should have kept your business out of the, the, the headlines exactly but right. you 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 will find with um people that are quote-unquote abusers Mm. there is something that they're struggling with that they're trying to compensate for so you know being insecure so him suffering from insecurity and then you know kiki making all of that money that to him is like a a slap in his face but i feel like you should have known what you were like going into when you she when they met i don't think he like it's not a childhood friend it's not when she's someone she's known since she was like knee high to a grasshopper when you met kiki palmer she was already kiki palmer but she was like she was already established in herself mm-hmm. and in her business and in the industry you knew who she was so the fact that you like you should go in if that's someone someone that you want to pursue you have to already be secure in yourself to know <laughs> that you know i'm going into this relationship with someone who makes more with me with someone who more than me with someone who has more notoriety than me with someone who has a lot more power than me mm. and i can accept the fact that the power the wealth the notoriety that she has is not um does not e uh what's the word does not negate or i guess that's the best word i can think of does not negate my manhood does not negate my masculinity the fact that i can't you know put food on the table in the same way she can does not make me less of a man but you have to understand um there has to be an abuser's mindset and we don't know what was taking place behind closed doors maybe he was trying to control her now that when he was pursuing her now remember when a guy's pursuing a woman yeah he's Mm. putting his best foot forward Mm -hmm. um everything is looking good when you are caught now and the woman has now fallen for the man Mm. and is in love now he feels that in an abuser's mindset, I've got them now. I can control them. Mm. So you don't know the conversations that have taken place. You're mine now. You're carrying my child now. You shouldn't be out there. And you kind of see Kiki Palmer's a little fiery. That she ain't gonna say. She can say no. I ain't doing that. Mm. Which then could have resulted in the beatings. In like w- what I saw on what is that news program that first line? What is it? Dateline. No, the, the news truth? program that we that we were watching just now just now yeah oh that was insider edition insider edition um to to see footage video footage of being thrown down the stairs thrown over the back of a chair um that's not just a a little bit of abuse that's at the height of it 
um, sticking a pin in that for a second. So we didn't say the reason that it came back in the headlines, um, her and her and her baby's father is because um, she filed for sole custody of their son, Mm -hmm. their eight month old son, as well as um, a restraining order against him. And what mom is referring to is uh, stills that the I I guess TMZ or the paparazzi got a hold of of the evidence that she submitted to support the fact that I need temporary um, or restraining order order against him because he he's dangerous Um, and and um, even yeah so there were stills where you see her like oh like him over the couch and like literally like you see her on the seat of the couch with her back like that because of um how he how well he he's thrown her over the couch um you there was another one that we saw where he's holding her to the stairs then there's another one where she's sitting at the at the bottom of the stairs because he's essentially thrown her around down down the stairs not down the stairs but around the staircase so i mean but yeah, that is why it's back in the headlines, which prompted this this uh, extended conversation about it. But yeah, go ahead. Can't remember now. Uh oh. No, okay. but what I was saying that uh-huh. that's not, you know, a, a, with abuse. From what I'm learning, it comes in slyly or slightly. Mm. So it might start with a little slap or verbal abuse. Mm. Then, sorry, I love you. I'm sorry, I bring you flowers, you know, the the makeup and all of that. Mm. Um, And then it gradually progresses. What Kiki Palmer is saying happened now is not a slap in the face. That is literally someone being so angry that can physically throw... Look, look at the back of the chair. Mm. To throw me over the back of the chair... Mm. And, you know, what I find amazing is despite what she was going through, you wouldn't have known by looking at her face. You wouldn't. You mean she was, this is what she's been saying. She said in the document um, that it was going on for about two years now. Two years. And in that time, you know, she received notoriety for her movie, Nope, with um, Daniel Kaluuya, Mm -hmm. Jordan Peele. Um, She, what else did she do in that time? She was pregnant. I, I she saw, was pregnant, yeah. I saw um, a clip of her being interviewed saying how pregnancy has changed her body. She's got hips now, you know, <laughs> her breasts have developed. Yeah. And, you I mean, know. she was performing at festivals. Mm. Like, there's such a long list of things that she did. And she's so hardworking. Mm. I mean, even when I was younger, she was one of the, I think, the youngest host on um she got her like her own steve harvey type show okay do you um like his not like the steve harvey sitcom show Mm -hmm. the one that he has now where he hosts and like interviews different people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so she had her own style of that okay on bet when i was about middle school age okay and so she was quite young when she was doing that Mm -hmm. so she was one of the youngest um then she went on to um do was it strahan something and kiki i don't remember but it was like a good morning america type show mm-hmm. with michael strahan okay. some uh, some other white lady i'm very sorry i cannot remember her name right now and herself it mm-hmm. was just them two and then she i think she was a guest host at one point and from that guest host she was able to you know get permanent position mm-hmm. so she her, her her work ethic has been off the charts and there's never and people on twitter call her kiki keep a job palmer <laughs> because she's always working and always like you know putting herself out there so the fact that she can bring be so, uh, like a source of positivity and a source of joy for other people while she herself was going through such negativity like this, you know it just uh, it like you know relates back to her strength and you know the 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 type of like of woman that she is and she she values her her work and she values you know She's always been working. Mm. So, um, I mean, that that was just something to mention. And I do, I have to give her a round of applause for that. I have to salute her for that because no matter what, yeah, Leo, baby Leo is going to be fed, period. <laughs> because Kiki can keep a job. Mm. But it just, it just, we've seen a trend um, of women who are at the height of their careers being pulled down i feel like this might be a bold statement i might get some hate for this one but um women who are at the height of their careers being pulled down or um tied to men that seemingly don't want to see them succeed so Mm. like um i'm not going to give any examples because this other girl is close to my heart no no as as you're saying that it is um i remember when Juanita Byron was married Mm. And she was going through yeah. um, domestic abuse. And it's only when it spills out on into the public eye I, yeah. that, you know, it's, sometimes it stops. Even going back as far as Aretha Franklin mm. and what she was going through. Tina Turner. Um, exactly. 
So many of these um, well-known, prominent black women have encountered an aspect of abuse. And that kind of prompts the question, like, what, as like successful black women, why can't we be soft and loved like that too? Like you see so many people who like, you know, prominent black women who are in relationships who are being abused or who are in relationships with people that don't seem seem to. I'm going to use the word seem to because I don't know what goes behind clo- right. on, in closed doors that doesn't seem to value them and, you know, compare them to their white counterparts. And it's and like, you know, in that arena, it seems like, you know, these white women who are very prominent in their fields, very big in their fields are being loved and cherished. Mm. And then on the flip side, it just feels like it can feel very hopeless at times. Like, wow, like what, what are, like, what is this being done for? Like, why us, why us as black women, can we not be soft and loved and cherished? Like, you know, in a, in a way that doesn't come with hurt or doesn't come with quite literally abuse in this case. Mm. Um, So then are you alluding to there being a black man complex? Hmm. I don't think I'm alluding. I don't think I'm alluding to it. I think I'm straight up saying when it comes to like, it's not all black men when it comes to certain or a lot of black women or a a particular percentage of black men, there are black men in the world that are just so angry and, you know, um, I don't know if resentful is the right word, but Mm. they're just, you, they can't allow, they can't lay the foundation for someone to be soft or someone to be loved or Mm. someone to be, vulnerable and exposed with them so it just and then as you know you may try to force that and you know like i am being open i am being soft i am being loved and um because they don't know how to handle that they quite literally like pierce pierce your soft side (laughs) i heard a term um yesterday about emotional intelligence Mm. um my favorite words so now what i'm hearing you say is a lot of black men are not emotionally intelligent but i stand by that Huh? And I stand by that. But then how how do you gain emotional intelligence? Mm. So then does that go back to parenting, your upbringing? Yes, 100%. I think, you know, I do have to applaud you guys. I think you have raised Elijah to be quite a um, emotionally intelligent young man. Mm. Um, I know when he was younger, he used to cry a lot. And I'm not putting him out there or anything, but he was he was very in touch with his emotions <laughs> as, as a child, and I think he still quite is. He is kind of developing another masculine kind of thing, <laughs> but you know he is still quite in touch with his emotions, and he can relay his emotions health like healthily. Mm. I don't know if that's a word, but yeah. But I think a lot of people, especially seeing, you know, growing up or in, you know, traditional public school. So I've been around boys who didn't have the same background as me, didn't have the same upbringing as me. And you can tell when someone can't handle their emotions mm. or you can tell when someone, I think even toxic masculinity saying, you know, you're a man, you don't cry. Like, you know, right. that isn't like that contributes to that as well, mm-hmm. because if you don't know how to relate your emotions in a healthy manner, in a healthy way, it's going to come out how it comes out. And unfortunately that may, the only acceptable, you know, emotion that men can feel is rage or anger. Mm-hmm. So it will come out as rage or anger because they don't know any other way to express right. it. So you, no other outlet. Yes. They, there isn't an outlet for it. So, you know, it, maybe it does go back to upbringing. If you're raising young boys, you have to give them a space where they can be soft. Don't start from early with that. Oh, if he's a toddler, yeah, he's going to cry. So don't tell him from toddler days, Oh, you're a boy. You shouldn't be crying. No, let him feel his emotions. Let him, um, um, be in touch with his emotions because Y'all making it hard for these girls out here. Y'all making it hard for us, sorry. Because you people, man, not in touch with your emotions at all. And when you can't explain what you're feeling, I can't, I can't understand silence. I can't understand rage. But as as you say that, I remember when both you and Elijah were younger, younger, something I used to say is, tell me what it is that you're feeling. I used to make you guys verbalize mm. why you were feeling the way that you were. You're crying. Mummy can't see that you've fallen. What are you feeling? Mm. Um, and giving a child that opportunity to really open up is, is so um, vitally important to them developing as a as a whole person. Yeah, there's so many broken people, mm. um, and the people that were broken from young from y- young ages. Yeah. Um, now, a lot of the ways that you're 
your father and myself would parent is not really because we experience that parenting technique mm. um, as children. Um, you know, as a child, I wouldn't run to my mum and say, da 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 It's like, what are you crying for? Mm. You want me to give you something to cry for? Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, you know, yes, my, my dad was, my dad was would cry at the drop of a hat. I mean, on my wedding day, he, he cried. Oh. He came to the car to take me out of the car and he was crying. And it's like, Dad, stop crying. You're going to ruin my makeup. <laughs> you know, because seeing him cry, I would cry. So he was very soft. And um, I think um, there's always a hard parent and always a soft parent. Mm. Um, my mum was the harder one compared to my dad. Yeah. Um, but in that, I was never really given an outlet to be able to verbalise my emotions and I think in experiencing that something clicked in my own mind that I wouldn't parent like that mm. you would often hear people say oh you know I saw how my mum raised me and I never want to be a parent like that I'm not saying that my my parents were good parents mm. but just you you have to understand that them coming from the Caribbean and their upbringing, they can only do what they know. Yeah, they do the best with what they know. And exactly. I think from that, you've done the best with what you know. And so now I'll do the best with what I know. Right. So, so. with each generation, it should get better. But, you know, it goes back to the term hurt people, hurt, hurt people. people. Yeah. And, and I'm not excusing what he did. Let's make that very clear. We are no, not excusing I'm, what we I am did, not excusing. I'm not excusing that. Sir, because I you, said I said it before we record before we started recording. He better find Jesus before I find him. Well, Jesus needs to yeah, he needs to find Jesus. But that that's <laughs> another thing that uh, I was, you know, gonna go to. The the fact that um our family from you being born, your brother being born, was very much a Christian family mm. that was seeking after God in the word of God, learning from the word of God, how he wants us to operate. So by when you guys were born, you and your brother, the mindset that me and your dad had at that point already was different. Mm. My parents, um, they got saved after I was born. Mm. So, you know, you have to understand salvation we don't for some people it's immediate change <laughs> yeah. but for others it's a process yeah so a lot of the process your father and i had already uh been through so by the when time you we were born well, yeah. by the time you were born so we were parenting from a whole different place mm. um and not everybody parents from the place that we parent because that some of them are unsaved they don't know the lord or they themselves are dealing with trauma and need to be restored and healed i heard <laughs> i heard this the other day that church is a hospital yeah um people uh, in church are at all different stages of recovery so um just kind of diverting a little bit for someone to say yeah i'm getting married to someone from church that person could still be in ICU. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Not even a joke. Oh my so, gosh. You know, you could you could be in outpatients Tough. and they're still on, on a drip and uh, uh, and getting a, oxygen. A flipping ventilator. <laughs> so, you know, we we have to understand that people are at different places mm. and we have to um that's why it's so vitally important when someone says, I like you, I want to get married to you, that you hear from God. Because God can see into the future. Yeah. We can't. Yeah. Mate, I can't see around the corner. Tuh. So um, understanding that people out there are broken. Yeah. And the only person that can put them back together is Jesus. Yeah. That's, that's what it comes down to. No, always. Always. So, I mean, her people do her people. All, all the time and it, then it even goes back to we're really we're kind of going on a tangent now a bit but um yeah just don't go to church looking for man <laughs> don't go to church looking for man because i pro i promise you some of them are there because they really need some some help and they're and they're just not ready yet right and they might try to convince you that they are ready mm. but i feel like you'll know you will know. So don't go against what the Holy Spirit is telling you. That's that's the thing. I mean, the Holy Spirit 
teaches us in so many different ways um the question is are we listening and are we ready to learn Mm. um going back to andrea andrea love's book in that book the thing that you know really hit me a lot was how much god was speaking Mm. to her um you know through dreams through her dad and god god is speaking to us but do we allow our emotions do we allow want to allow our our flesh and the ticking time clock of life yeah um persuade us what god is saying is not really what god is saying Mm. and when we do that we can find ourselves um in in situations that we shouldn't find ourselves in yeah um but going back to to kiki um i can understand why she stayed Mm. Uh, i i I can now i can see that was it stockholm syndrome Mm. we spoke about before i can see um how with each time you expect it to be different yeah okay it happened this time it's not going to happen that time even with watching the um insider edition you know they said the last incident was last sunday so very recently Mm. um and who knows what triggered that and for me the sad part is a child now being in the mix what happens when that person gets so angry that they're seeing red exactly you you just don't you don't know what what to do or what to expect or what they're going to do Mm. it's just it's a very precarious situation to be in and so when I saw that she filed for sole custody, no visitation, no nothing. That she she wants to totally, totally cut. What's his name? Drew. Darius. Darius. Oh, Darius. Yeah, Darius Jackson. Uh, okay. But yeah, just to, I mean to to cut the. To, but it's not even for for like to cut him off from his from his father because you know like in the black community especially that gets thrown around oh you don't want me to see my kid mm. and then you're gonna say I'm a deadbeat dad da, 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 da. it's not even that it's quite literally for the Protect- baby's safety, safety. His, for, for his protection mm. because I mean it, she it, we watched it and she quotes in the in the documents that you know he he curses her to the baby. And you know, you may not think that an eight month old is is internalizing that and understanding that. You don't. But know. that baby, that baby, I feel like that it does. It, it, it does. It affects them. It affects them. I mean, if you go into like developmental, and I am studying a bit, a little bit of de- developmental psychology, but the development of a of a baby's brain, you why do they tell you to start reading to the baby from young? Why do they tell you to play <laughs> certain music in the womb and mm. you know to play music for the kid? And it's because from they're born, they're internalized. Well, before they're born, quite yeah, before they're born, they're internal. They're internalizing their surroundings. They're, you know, that's even how people assimilate into into society. You know, from what they see and what is implied. There are certain rules of society that you'll never have to teach a a, a child, mm-hmm. and that is simply because they're taking it in. And if you don't think he's taking it in from six, seven, eight months old, Damn. you're. I feel like you're sorely mistaken. Mm. So I mean just that i didn't even know that till we started you know making sure that we were up to up to date on everything before we recorded and um the fact that he's not he's cursing you know her using profanity in the baby's presence and then cursing her to the kid just that i feel like that just blows blows my mind because whatever is going on between a and b it can go between a go on between a and b but so quite literally are you ranting to an eight month old <laughs> what is the what is the eight month old gonna no, provide uh, is I it can... gonna give you sound advice all the baby can say is wah 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 and i've poo pooed my diaper <laughs> i mean wow they can't even say that any come on you just smell it <laughs> but um i can only imagine what is being said um to that child and it's definitely not healthy for the child not healthy at all. um because we have to understand words have power mm. and you disrespecting the child's mother the seeds that you are sowing when that child can talk are they going to now repeat what you have said mm. um you know and we we just look at it oh it's a baby baby don't understand nothing do. but even as you were talking about um before a child is born we advise to play classical music and you know, so that they can be connected to different things. I've I've seen it on more than one occasion when someone at church has been pregnant mm. and the baby is born, how they recognize Bishop's voice. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I saw it in America um, with one of um, our godsons. I've seen it over here in the UK. Mm. How that child, um, just from Bishop preaching on Sundays, mm. 
teaching Bible study. Yeah, twice a week maybe. Um, they know the voice that as soon as Bishop will say something, they will they, turn their head t- yes. yep, towards dad. Yeah. Um, you know, and we saw that most recently um, with a baby that was born last year. Yeah. So it, it can seem to us as, and the scripture that just comes back to mind is when God says that I, I knew you mm. in the womb. Before you were in the womb. Right. Like so that, he yeah. knew you before you were in the mother's womb. He knew you when you was in the womb. Why would God take the time to say that? Because just because a child is in the womb don't mean they're not hearing. Mm. Don't mean they're not feeling. Mm. Um, and the fact that this abuse was going on for two years, Kiki was pregnant with a child and being abused. Mm. Um, and it always blows my mind to hear that a pregnant woman is being abused mm. because that abuse could cause her to lose a child. Mm. And... Um, I don't think that we really understand what is really at risk. Um, And being family members, friends, part of a church community, if we understand that someone is going through that, to be able to show them empathy and not call them an idiot or stupid. Um, To really reach out to them to make sure that they're okay. Um, Since moving back to the UK, I've seen this in so many different places at the bank. Um, I think I most recently saw it at the dentist Mm. on the back of the bathroom door. If you're being abused, this is a safe place. Yeah. So that women now know they have somewhere that they can get away to. I mean, um, (laughs) when Els and I first started um, the podcast, we talked about um, Sisters Who Kill, um, what's that snapped the, the sh- you know the show that we used to watch and we're very much into um true crime yeah um stories and i've watched um crime stories and this one particular one this woman had five children um for a gentleman and the marriage broke down um she was still very young the late 20s and she met this guy um and the guy started controlling her and the children, Mm. um, abusing her, but controlling the children. She managed to escape out of the area. Um, She had one child for that guy and they managed to escape out of the area. And the guy didn't know where they were at all. And he got someone to call the mother to say, I need her new address because we have some money for her or something to Mm. that. And he got the address where the woman was. Mm -mm. And he went there and she she opened the door. And like, in my mind, why you just didn't slam the door? Yeah. (laughs) She let him in and he moved back in. Mm. And um, she got pregnant again. The abuse continued. And the older daughter uh, must have been 16 or around that age because she was working Mm. was now being sexually abused by the guy Mm. and the mother found out and she goes that's it i've got to i've got to get away yeah um but by this time uh the the man had the older daughter in his clutches so much that he was really having an inappropriate relationship with her Mm. he was grooming her like we, Mm. we we spoke about and um I don't know what happened to the young girl's mind um, in that instance. You know, things could have been just like um, Darius saying to the baby, you don't know what was being said to the young girl. Mm. And this man, he killed the woman Mm. and the five children that wasn't his. One by one by one because he was in such a rage. Now, the father of the children didn't know where they were. My God. And then when he found out, can you imagine the devastation to bury your five children that you'd been looking for for so long? Mm. And the woman was in this relationship and even though she was trying to get out and find a way out, didn't have an opportunity to. That's why when we hear these, that our loved ones, friends, families, even a stranger on the street, comes to you and talks to you and tells you 
what is going on. We should really take it seriously. Yeah. Because you don't know what our actions could do and how our actions could save a life. Mm. And I think even going on the back of that and the dangerousness um, or the danger of domestic violence or physical violence, mm. that um, it has to be said that emotional and uh, mental and, you know, spiritually, even spiritual and abuse, financial financial abuse is um it is still just i feel like just as mm-hmm. it's still devastating abuse. it's still it's still abuse and even going back to that we've very much in this particular instance between kiki palmer and and uh the father of her child focused on the physical aspect of it because mm-hmm. that's the most um shocking to society and the physical you can see exactly the physical mm-hmm. you can see there was physical evidence of it in the videos and the pictures and um but also you know him renting to the baby you know speaking ill about her to the baby um mental Mm. and then she talks about how he at one point he was choking her and said and or he had a gun or something like that and said if you ever leave me i'll kill myself Mm. so even just like going back to the mental aspect of it to be mentally abused like that um and then you know spiritual spiritual abuse you know that can even go back to even like pastors and stuff like that but that in in this particular instance it wasn't just physical it was mental verbal abuse Mm -hmm. as well so going going back to it's just as harmful on your on your mental um you know harmful on how how you feel and how you view yourself Mm. because she you know you don't know what she could have been struggling with internally um i think following kiki all these years um, she was very open about even her acne struggles. Mm. So you can see a lot of people in Hollywood have very like smooth and perfect skin. Mm. If you view close-ups of Kiki Palmer, you see that her skin isn't like that. Mm. She and she was very open about struggling with acne. Mm. And um, so even even going back to that, so if he's saying you know certain things, this is just going off the snippets that have come out the document. I haven't read the whole document. So imagine through. that snippets. What has her life been like for the last two years? Exactly. So just the words that you say and how that can affect your self-esteem. Because, you know, even if the acne, she said the acne was affecting her self-esteem. Words like that and, you know, control the control that he really was trying to have over her, how that could be affecting her self-esteem. And, you know, feeling like, you know, no no one's going to, if I ever leave, no one else is going to love me. Or if I ever Mm -hmm. leave, I'm not going to be able to find someone or what you, but if I fear, ever yeah. if I ever leave and he kills himself, can you imagine the guilt? The guilt, yes. So you know, because at this point, is he serious about about <laughs> you know what what he's saying? Mm. So and you don't you don't even know you don't know what's true from what's not. With right. I don't want to da- diagnose him as a narcissist, but especially with a narcissist, you um you, you don't know what's true from what's not. You don't know what they're saying or manipulating you or how they're manipulating you 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 simply just don't know so being in that situation and and, you know just feeling that way or being around that and experiencing that my my like my heart truly truly goes out to her to kiki i mean to the even to the baby that that's not um a situation to be in and then the the brother going and saying you know going on twitter mm. seems like that's a recurring theme in the family and basically saying she's the most disgusting vile person i've ever met in my life like why would you do that da, da, da. and when people, and this is the same brother that kiki's mom is her mom's name sharon yeah that's who she that's t- what told the video, him a year ago yeah that so that video that you saw the snippet of that video that you saw was in response to that tweet that he put out okay, saying that you okay. know you know she's so vile and da, 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 da. he's deleted it now but you don't you don't hardly hear about Key Palmer's mama going off on people like that. You know, there's a certain mama that I'm thinking of, Blue um Face. His mama, Blue Face and Kershawn, that's a whole different story. I feel like that should be an episode. I sit down and tell you about the saga of Blue Face and Kershawn because Lord Jesus, they need some they need some prayer. Um <laughs> No no no. But even so like Blueface's mother is very vocal on social media about her son's relationship. The the whole, you know, she's she's very outgoing and vocal and mm. she'll be in the headlines a lot for saying things that, you know, sh- that people don't want her to say or whatever. Okay. Key Palmer's mother isn't like that. Mm. She um she's very reserved. You'll see I believe she's on one of Key Palmer's podcasts. 
um, with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, they just sound like us. They're like us. Oh. Um, and, but no, but she, you know, I think she was her manager at one point. I'm not sure. But mm-hmm. her, she, Kiki Palmer's mother is very much behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. She's not in the forefront. She's not, you know, doing all that, like, or in the, the media headlines. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she went out and was like, had to record a video and was like, no, like, I went to you about how your son, your brother was abusing my daughter. And um, this is what happened. And this is what happened for her to literally have to come on a video and say that that shows the magnitude of the situation and mm. even i was thinking like you you have to be careful going back to what we were saying earlier you have to be careful who you procreate with but you have to also watch their family which even goes back to episode two <laughs> where i was like oh, i want to date a white, a white <laughs> man because um you know you have to look at the family as well because if you're not if or if you see certain trends of things in the family mm. then you know tuh, then it goes back to the saying um when I was contemplating getting married, mm. that when you marry a person, you just don't marry that person. You marry, you marry the whole family. family. Yep. Um, you know, and I've seen some women really have a hard time, have a really hard time because of families, um, because of what a family put them through, especially when a mother doesn't feel that she's good enough for her son. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's a whole nother episode mamas and they boys especially you'll find that most likely that occurs in single single mothers mm. and be single mothers whether that be their you know their only son or their oldest son um they very much have a, a people say it's a weird relationship um mm. but i think i think this discussion should be left for another yeah and it's gonna be another episode, another episode I, feel, I feel like i got stuff to say there's things that i want to say but you know um <laughs> yes, yes. We'll, we'll very much go over time and we've been working we on trying to kind of <laughs> cut back on our episode even times though a bit. some listeners have said they want it to be longer i can't I mean, I girl can't the other day it. i listened to a podcast that was two hours long and i was engaged for two hours yeah i can't do that sorry um you don't hear that gen z's attention span is shrinking <laughs> yes darling but um my my prayers for kiki palmer yes um my prayer would be that she be restored amen amen um and that this relationship this abuse not have a detrimental effect on her and if she does not yet know the lord that she will get to know him Mm. um some people based on what they go through they run after jesus Mm. and most black people in america have been to church at some point Point in their their lives. lives um so i pray that you know the love that she may once have had for the lord be rekindled Mm. um and that she will know that she is lovable. Amen. She is. Um, you know, that, that would be my prayer for her. And for any woman that has, um, I'm going to use the word rescued um, from abuse because I I feel like that is something that you do need to be rescued from. Yeah. Um, and I pray for every woman that is in a um, relationship where they are being abused, controlled, um, that they that the Lord Himself will provide a way of escape um, for them. Mm. And I'm I don't know why I was just reminded when you were saying that that about Hagar mm. when she was cast out, and you know she was literally her and was it Ishmael mm-hmm. was in the in the desert to die, and God sent you know the angel to even minister to her mm. in that time. So even as you go through the situation that God will even send an angel to minister to you. So you f- know that you know that you're not alone, but to even feel it in a supernatural way mm. that you're not alone, that, you mm-hmm. know, God it is looking out for you and that a way of escape be, um, be provided for you because yeah, man. Mm. And if you are in abusive relationship and you have no one to talk to, you can talk to mother dearest. You can email us at whose child are you at gmail.com. You can DM us on Instagram. Whose child are you? And the link for both um, my profile and Ellie's profile on um, Instagram are in, is in the, is it the bio? Is that the correct terminology? Yes, ma'am. Oh, look, look at me. Outro. <laughs> look at me. So, I mean, feel, feel free to DM me directly. Um, and if there's nothing else that I can do, I can pray for you. Amen. Um, and one thing that I have learned is that prayer changes things. It does. Um, sometimes it's our perspective on things that it changes, but it changes things. Um, and you do not 
I will say that again, you do not have to suffer in silence. There is someone out there that can help you. Amen. 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 So if our hearts and minds are clear, we're going home. All right. So let's reiterate that if you want to email us, you can email us at whosechildareyou at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram. That's whosechildareyou. And the link to both of our personal pages are in that bio. You can also find us on TikTok, which is whosechildareyou. And on YouTube now, the visuals are here. That is Whose Child Are You podcast. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for watching, for listening. And uh, over to you, Mama. May the Lord watch between Between me and and thee while we're absent one from another. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. God bless you. God bless. Bye. Bye. Hi again. There was one thing that I forgot to mention on today's episode um, that I did want to share with you all. It was an open letter that Essence Magazine, which is the most prominent um, black magazine in the U.S., um, kind of an open letter that they penned to Kiki Palmer upon the breaking of this news uh, to uplift and encourage her. And I think it was so um, such a beautiful thing to do, especially the light that she is in the culture Um, black culture specifically so I just wanted to read this out and give it a space um, on the podcast today um, as I feel you know encouragement and positivity for her in this time is crucial so the letter simply says Lauren Kiana Palmer we like to spell out and call our legends by their full name Isaiah 43 19 says behold I will do a new thing You stepped into our hearts and on our screens over 20 years ago and immediately you became ours. A light that beams like a 5.30 a.m. sunrise through a window pane in Robbins, Illinois. A laugh that echoes and reverberates like a six-year-old child named Akilah spelling her name into a floor fan on a hot summer day. The character of your character has always filled every room that your spirit has touched. You have given us permission to speak louder love harder, dream bigger, all while being your full self. The gag is that thieves can never steal from champions. Let that kiki be what continues to carry you as you have championed black women time and time again. Hold on to the love that you have given everyone else, but this time make sure to save some for yourself. Mother, may I tell you that baby, you will always be Kiki Palmer. Love Essence.